Hi, everybody, and welcome back to yet another cracking edition of the Matt Brown Show. This is the Secrets of Fail series where we're talking to CEOs all about the epic business blunders uh, and what they learned from that whole experience. And with us on the line from Georgia with an incredible accent, I'm going to get my ass over there a little bit, <laughs> quite over there soon, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, but her name is none other than Daisha Elliott, the CEO of Pantherium. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Matt, for having me. No, that's all good. So let's uh, kick us off with what we always do here, which is the elevator pitch. What are you guys up to at Pantherium? Yeah, so Pantherium Solutions Group is a think tank for corporations that want to do more good. So think about those corporate social responsibility, uh, all those initiatives. We make sure that folks are actually knowing where the money is going and is it truly making an impact uh, for those who may not know, Fortune 500 companies are spending over 20 million, excuse me, 20 billion, billion with a B dollars uh, on this corporate social responsibilities. But it doesn't have a framework like finance or like marketing. And so how do you know that what you're doing truly matters? And so corporate social responsibility, it's crucial because it shapes the perception of a company. It helps retain talents. It helps you know, make things uh, plain and, and simple and attractive to investors and different stakeholders. And so whether it's environmental initiatives, charity work, ethical labor practices, or any type of volunteer projects, $20 billion is going into this, but we have to be able to track where it goes. Hmm. So what's the problem then? Is it about giving corporates greater transparency on where their money goes and the, and the impact that it has on the ground? Yes, exactly. And so, again, there's not a solid framework. Oftentimes, they'll deploy the money, but there's so many different managers or so many different entities that are relied upon to even carry those out. And so some of the, the biggest projects that we've worked on and, and tracked and, and made sure that all the stakeholders were actually able to benefit was the Reimagine Heartlands as well as the Black Farmers Equity Initiative Project. Hmm, amazing stuff. Well, look, let's get into the meat and the potatoes of this uh, this here edition of the show. What is your story of fail for our audience around the world today? Oh, goodness. My story is about knowing the true cost of doing business and not accepting discounts. Oof. Yes. And so I think as business owners, sometimes we're just so excited sometimes when, when folks just pick up the phone, oh my goodness, you called me. Oh my goodness, we have this proposal. Oh my goodness, you know, yeah, we could do uh, the toilets and the sink and the, you know, kitchen cabinets. And really the niches are in the riches. And so uh, I've had a few different companies where we either underestimated how much it was going to take for something to be done, or we were just so elated that we got to work with a specific client and we gave them a discount that came with financial, I think mental as well as, you know, a strain on the team as well. So mm -hmm. it's my big. So what transpired from there? Oh goodness. I mean, we had to untangle the, the mess of <laughs> the deep discount, right? We had to really say, okay, what is it about this particular project that we're really strong at, right? That we really love to do that's going to impact the vision, vision and the mission that we're trying to accomplish in a few years. And then what is our team's capacity? 
You know, are we trying to tell folks that, uh, you know, we we have tiger solutions and really, you know, the, the budget that they give us is for kittens. It's not going to work. <laughs> mm, yeah, exactly. It's a hard thing to get right, right, in terms of, you know, getting the right discount incentives in place. I mean, for me, it's all about influence, right? Can you get someone to make a decision where they might be on the fence? Can you get them to commit longer term for a year versus the three-month contract or a one-time project fee? Um, and so uh, it, it really is an art. And I think, you know, reputation and trust also plays a big part in this whole dynamic, doesn't it? Definitely. Reputation, but also making the right ask. What also ended up happening is we were able to ask the client, hey, we need those warm introductions to three companies similar to yours or in this different direction that can accommodate for for what it is that we want to do. And they gladly made those introductions. And so we also made sure to do what it is we said that we were going to do, even though we didn't necessarily quote them the correct price. So folks want to know that you're accountable, right? They want to know that you're actually going to execute. And then it's easy for them to fill in the gaps for you for future business. Mm, mm, mm. It's really good advice. So what did you learn from that? Like, what do you now take forward uh, with you in terms of business? Mentorship, I think, plays a huge role as well as having that formula, whether it's a cash flow, project management sheet. Some folks are just pen and paper. I would always say try to make it a, a technology strategy if possible, but truly, truly be able to count the cost. And so one of the things I wanted to interject in here is I took a, a step back from the company and said, you know, what organization can I join? Can I learn from that would help me better understand cash flow, help me better understand what it meant to uh, prepare this team to carry out this project. And that's why I ended up joining Axion Opportunity Fund, which is the nation's largest CDFI. They give a lot of this complimentary business advising. And so if your social circle, if what you're finding on the internet doesn't make sense because we are in the information age and it's so much stuff out there. Get with a trusted resource that will help you walk through those numbers, help you walk through, okay, what are the different expenses that you're not thinking about? What are the things that you need to go back and, and ask the client or can help you prepare for what that pitch should look like? AOF has the ability to do that. Mm -hmm. So, Desha, what would you do differently if you could get into the Map Round Show time machine and kind of go back to yourself before you know you had this experience? What would you do differently, and why? Oh goodness, I would definitely take really strong inventory of this project from beginning to end, all the staff required, uh, the different deliverables, and I would have really minimized. Um, either what it is that we promised we were outputting or just ask, you know, for the amount and some. And so whether it's adding in, you know, that cushion, because things always go up, down, left and right when it comes to any project or even narrowing down what it is, like I said, that we were going to do. So instead of promising 10 things, you know, maybe it's, we, we promise a strong five and ask for the, the contract to be extended to carry out the rest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, in terms of your advice to CEOs and other entrepreneurs out there in terms of the importance of failing in business success, what is your words of wisdom to them today? 
it has to happen. And it has to happen for that, that growth for any uh, moments where you feel uncomfortable. And it has to happen so you can unlearn uh, whatever behaviors, whatever attitudes, whatever misconceptions that you have about running your business, about running a team, about working with your clients. It's just necessary. So you make sure that you kind of brace yourself for that. Be in a state of open and learning and then take what you can forward and, and move move forth with great strength and, and better knowledge than where you were before. Mm. And what about books and tools and resources, uh, Daisha? Are there any come, that come to mind for you? So I am reading uh, Adventure Finance, and I'm also reading Rise of the Rest. And so the reason that I'm looking at both of those books, uh, again, thinking about the cost, how do companies get backed, how do they get ventured? I'm looking at the Rise of the Rest because uh, similar to me, I'm, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. That's not necessarily Silicon Valley, but how is it that uh, these Folks in all these different cities around the United States have such great businesses and are really tapped into their ecosystem so that they can grow not only themselves, but other entrepreneurs. So I'm reading both of those right now. Mm. Yeah, I haven't read those books. I'll definitely uh, post them up in the show notes uh, for everyone. But uh, Daisha, thank you for being on uh, the Secrets of Fail series. That concludes your time in the hot seat. I uh, appreciate you for being vulnerable. Um, obviously, what you're doing is important work, and you know, I wish you all the best for the future. Thank you, Matt. Take care. Thanks.